but yeah like i'm so glad that i got like free of your lawn call finally only took I think one and a half years <laughs> but uh thank you so much for taking Excuse out the time we, huh? we speak all the time we we always know, come on for what's that about <laughs> What is this attack on? Or, or like, what do you talk about? We didn't talk to that on a podcast. Hey, everyone. We finally have the three co founders here in one virtual room. And we're super excited to talk about what's ahead for us. And we're tuning in from like different parts of the world. So do you guys want to start with where you're tuning in from? And like, is there anything exciting happening there? Any crazy neighborhood stories or, you know, something? So I'm in Dubai and it's just super hot. So a lot of people are traveling. So nothing exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. It's super hot. That's what we all say all the time. No, this is basically like, you know, like, you know, she obviously moved to Dubai and stuff like that. And like, you know, like. A lot of the team is like moving to Dubai and then like uh, me and Gokul just decided that... Just we eat it out of there. <laughs> I had graduation, so I had to come to London. Um, I graduated after, two years after I was supposed to graduate because of COVID. And uh, yeah, it was really nice. Like, you know, like when you get to have your family, just like watch you walk across that state and like, um, so yeah, big moments. I'm in London, basically. That was graduation. Yeah. Uh, a vibe honestly like um it was more for my parents than it was for me because i i don't care about it anymore um like it was important when i thought i was not gonna graduate <laughs> but now it was like yeah okay cool. like you know uh and also i think we've done so much like since then like from like building like almost uh well i guess i can't talk about that yet but like you know <laughs> building different iterations of the company a meeting like you know ministers and stuff like that around the world and you know meeting billionaires and like tech executives and like you know well-known like you know youtubers and creators and things like that and like you know sort of learning from all of these people and then all of a sudden like the degree that you earn feels a little bit like okay like you know that was great but this is better okay harmon what about you i'm so- in indonesia right now uh, most exciting thing that's happening here at the moment supposed to be dry and instead we've got floods and power outages. Oh. oh my god. I, I think I never know where Harman is. Like one moment he's in Thailand. Next I heard from Rifi he's in like Bali. I'm in yeah. So when it comes to startups like we all know the biggest thing is like the journey, the evolution. Like Twitter initially started off as like a podcast platform. Netflix used to sell DVDs and I'm sure like uh, we've also been on like a roller coaster journey with Crowdpack. So in the past two years since Cloudpad started, like, tell us, like, what's been significant? What's happened in your minds? Like, what's been going on, you know? Um, I think before, like, you know, we can talk about the company and, like, what happened and all this kind of stuff and, like, where we are going and all that. But I think the biggest thing to acknowledge is the fact that there's uh, a fourth person in this room that we're doing this podcast with right now. And that's the fact that Harmon... Um, is co-founder and uh, chief software architect of the company now. And like, um, it just like makes me so happy that, you know, that that's where we are at right now. Like, you know, we may not, like, we may not have like got a lot of things right, um, to be honest, but I'm sure like, like the one thing I know that they've nailed almost across the board is like talent. So 
Um, like honestly, that's been like one of the most rewarding things of like you know founding Crowdpad. I think like you know the bond that we've been able to build, uh, not just amongst a few of us, but also with this team. And as the journey has continued, it's been more concrete of not where are we going and what is the journey, but like this is an open journey to be on, and I'm so proud and happy to be on the journey with everyone I'm on it with. I feel like in the journey that's changed a lot is just the way we approached building. So before some of the things we built, we built up so much of it and we were just trying to get like all these parts working and then get it out. Whereas now it's more ship where we can as quickly as possible and then keep iterating, which has been much better because we can talk to users much sooner and like make changes accordingly. So I think that's been like one of the biggest changes um, in the way we approach things now. That's nice. So I like it does make sense, uh, like how much we've learned across the past two years. Um, but initially, like we obviously started off with like the whole goal of like uh, any creator being able to monetize themselves, right? So how has that changed now? Like, uh, what's the ultimate goal you think? So um, look, there are like several ways for creators to monetize, and that's never been the concern. All the concern was about was kind of like there's a longer tail of the creator economy and there's like a mid tail as well that really doesn't benefit as much. And if you look at the way that the world is going, um, we're gonna move from a world where you have like sponsored posts kind of a thing and like you know, these short term engagements to much more longer term engagements, in my opinion. So as products become more commoditized, you're gonna see that like CEOs, etc., are gonna become much less relevant. And in in terms of being the face of the brand, and it's going to be more about like hiring that like you know person that has a 15k audience in that particular segment, and then basically getting them to be the face of the brand and engaging them in a little bit more of a longer term format. So, in that context, like I feel like like that's the way I feel like you know creator brand um, sort of you know relationships are evolving, and like that's still lucrative. But the main challenge was that creators don't make enough money and the frequency of improving what I just spoke about in terms of like connecting with brands and creators, that's really where I feel like the alpha lies as opposed to kind of, you know, building out more management tools and these kind of things. In terms of like investing in creators, um, look, I I want to see that world. Like, you know, I, I still believe in that world. It's just like, is the world ready for it today? Uh, and like, that's kind of like where we had to kind of check ourselves a little bit, um, especially when you have like the likes of Coinbase and beyond, like, you know, getting sued like crazy left, right and center. And like, this is like, we're talking about the probably the only really fully open, regulated, transparent, like organization that's like publicly listed in this space that is being like, you know, scrutinized so much that like everything derivative of it, like faces a really hard time gaining volume or traction just because of the fact that most people are open to like public perception. So if we look at like AI, like this has been like the fifth wave or something like that of AI, basically where people have come and spoke about it and like it's gone away and it's come back. And for crypto and blockchain in general, we haven't reached that cycle of like, you know, maturity just yet. So the people building now, in my opinion, with like, you know, significant sort of like runways are like setting themselves up for success because like, you know, open AI is like six, seven year old kind of company. Uh, and like, you know, that's probably what we see for something uh, reminiscent in like sort of the in the crypto space as well. Um, so, yeah, well-capitalized teams that are like, you know, with like 
potentially like exited founders of other organizations that don't really need the money per se to like, you know, survive, um, will be like, you know, more capable of sort of like, you know, effectively pushing that needle forward. Um, I do think that social tokens will become a reality. I do think that, you know, token gated commerce will be a reality. I do think that, you know, being able to switch from like your personal social token to being able to buy a cup of coffee at like sort of like Starbucks is still going to be a reality. Um, so it's just like the timing needs to be right as well, right? Like you get the theme right, the timing right, and like the tracking product right. Like that's really like where there's like some alignment. And like in this case, like you need to like kind of uh, recognize where things are moving towards and like, you know, sort of respond to what the market's saying. So, yeah. So basically you're saying like, you think you will ever like me, you will ever come back to like the whole social token piece or like what's that like? Well, um, I can tell you that we all care a lot about social tokens and like uh, we are all very deeply invested in that kind of space. Um, it's just that uh, it has to make sense for the product that we're building, for the customers that we're building it for. Um, if that is the case, like, you know, we see a lot of movement in the NFT, like loyalty arena right now. Um, so maybe it's in that format, like, you know, it's not necessarily uh, fungible tokens, but could be like non-fungible ones instead that like, you know, they make movements more. That said, like the blockchain space and like, the press space in general is something that's like, you know, special to all of us. And we know the sort of like basic concept of transfer of wealth. Like we went from like, you know, public markets, like retail investors buying the bags of like private investors to private investors and like larger financial institutions sort of buying the bag of retail producing a currency, right? So we're talking about like your Bitcoins of the world, your Ethereum of the world. These were not currencies that were launched by JP Morgan. It was actually currencies that were launched by, you know, regular Joes, well, like really smart Joes, but like, you know, regular folks, right? And like now you have like the likes of JP Morgan or BlackRock and things like that buying into a Bitcoin or an Ethereum and this kind of thing, right? So like that's kind of like where that transfer of wealth happens. And I think that's something that we all as Gen Z and millennials should be like extremely passionate about just because of the fact that otherwise we are like extremely like disadvantaged in the context of like, if you look at like a Gen Z person or a millennial person being able to afford a home today, it's just so difficult because like, you know, that amount of like wealth is no longer existing for us. And like that transfer of wealth is not really happening. So crypto is really that for our generation. It was probably what like the dot-com bubble did for like uh, a lot of the previous one uh, and like the industrial revolution and like these kind of things, right? So like uh, that's really uh, my two cents on that. I'll shut up. Nice. Um, I think so, uh, Joel pretty much covered all of them. But the main thing is like, we'll be there when the time is right. Like that's our hope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. But across like the past two years, obviously there has been a lot of changes, right? We went from like a crypto-centric product and uh, now we're primarily dabbling with connecting like brands and influencers. And obviously there has been like multiple iterations of the product. So on a tech front, how has that like, you know, affected you and mostly since nobody asks, how are you feeling about it? You know? Uh yeah, it it doesn't feel great when you change products and kind of have to sideline something. But more than like for myself, I feel worse for when I have to go to the developers on the team and designers and be like, okay, sorry, we think we should um 
change lines and we might need to design and implement a new website or a new app or whatever it is and like start from scratch in some cases as well like having that conversation it feels so difficult but the team's always on board because they're always aligned on the vision as well and like what we want to do so no matter what even when I'm worried about having those conversations the team's always rallied behind and like we've just gone up gotten up and filled the next thing so sometimes it feels hard but we keep going I think this goes oh that's so cute oh my god I can't imagine ever like this goes back to like our initial point when you have the right people on the team it makes things a lot easier um as long as like we're transparent with them about why this why we're making the decision we're making and we also involve them in everything around religion there's a short phase of disappointment but at the end of the day, if everyone understands why we're doing what we're doing, and that is we continue surviving the products, uh, then it all went that way. Well said, well said. But talking about like decisions, right? Um, what do you think like uh, were some pivotal moments in the past like two years that you know made us come to the place that we are right now? Like throughout the pandemic, we've had uh, SVB collapsing and like, you know, like bank deposits being at risk and this kind of stuff. We had the FTX crash and like um, the end of the bull run remarks and like, you know, a recession that's starting. So it's just like, we don't really like think about this because they're like, you know, good products will win and making way to keep our heads down and really keep building and stuff like that. I think that it's still like for us, we just realized where our strengths were and like we're leaning into it more now. Uh, now that you like completely hinted what we're doing right now, do you want to, you know, unveil what we've been like hiding for almost a month now? Do you want to like talk about it? Stage is yours. Damn. Um, yeah. So I think uh, in terms of what we're building right now, uh, we're building autonomous agents for the SME um, sort of space, pretty much. Like right now, we want to be able to help the business owners of tomorrow. We think like, effectively like you know every future business or most future businesses will be like single entrepreneurships or solo entrepreneurs uh and like the the thing is like when you're running an operation like that it's very difficult to just like manage your marketing your finance your sales and like all these kind of different areas like that are just like extremely like difficult to manage on your own so what we're trying to do is like create a base layer where it's easy for someone to get set up and start out so that's really like what we're optimizing for right now in terms of what Kendall, our assistant, can do in that context is like uh, like as we speak today and what we've proven over like the last month with 68% growth week over week um, in requests and things like that is just this basic notion of like you should be able to send someone a message on WhatsApp and have things done for you. Like that is just like, I guess the the dubiness in us coming out like you know growing up there like you know we just know this is how business is done um like you know you have conversations you meet great people and like you uh, do things with people you trust so getting ai to that that stage is like what we're trying to do in the context of the business stack yeah so in our first phase we're focusing on marketing content and in our mvp it's super simple all you have to do is literally start a chat on whatsapp tell us what you need you can select whether you want um, an image for like Instagram or something else or a reel or a video or if you just want a written copy but say a LinkedIn post anything you can just let us know what you need us for we'll create it and send it back to you so it's like bridging 
human creativity with AI and getting that content to you as fast as we can. So this is our current state of things. Like uh, to break down what exactly the marketing tool does today uh, is effectively handle marketing can help you build your audience, grow your audience and retain your audience. What does that mean in the context of a brand building their audience on like social media or digitally speaking today? You need to have a um, sort of like roster of like posts, carousels, reels, like videos and these kind of things that are often something that takes for you to have either a six to $10,000 agency a month or you need like a team of like four people on your marketing side, like just to kind of put all these things together. So if you send in a message saying, I need a 15 second reel for a streetwear brand that's based out of New York, the more context you provide, basically our augmented AI can like come up with sort of um, material and collateral for your brand. So that instead of paying like those thousands of dollars, what you're doing is instead paying a monthly subscription. Um, and that's really like how that social media management part works. The second part is growing your audience, which we believe is about distribution. And distribution really comes from like, you know, micro influencers, uh, mega influencers, and like just like uh, key opinion leaders. And what we're able to do with integrated APIs across like all the social media platforms is effectively pull data that's about gender distribution, that's about uh, engagement rates, that's about follower counts and like real and fake followers and these kind of things. And basically break all of those things down for you whilst Again, off of a simple like WhatsApp text where you just let us know, hey, we want like 10 influencers for our brand um, that are like right for us. Send us your website and like we'll be able to kind of like source those influencers for you. Again, just off of WhatsApp, which is kind of like really the value add, which is the convenience factor of this. So that's kind of like uh, what the build, grow, retain your audience chart looks like in the marketing front. Kendall will evolve into sales, finance, uh, project management, and beyond. We're going to see and test like which one makes for, like sense to first get into, obviously. Um, so, yeah. Amazing. And I love that Kendall is basically solving a problem that we also have. Sometimes I will be like working on like a social media post or something and I'll be, I, I will just be like, oh, like, I wish I had Kendall to do this for me, you know, like, so... I think we're just building a tool that we would use. And, you know, the fact that we've worked with like agencies and we've worked with so many like business owners as well right now, we're figuring out like what exactly they want, what problems they face, which was like one, like agencies charge way too much for a small business. So I'm super glad that, you know, we're tackling exactly that. But what I would like to know is like from a tech front, like what will change now? Like what's going to change in Crowdpad or like what's going to change in Kendall? basically just going to be super super ai focused to say the very least without using too many big tech words or anything i mean joel has talked about how wide of an area we want to cover with it so the goal there is to be ai focused to be as open as possible to new um new innovations in the space and to be evolving with the space because it's a really really fastly evolving space well quickly evolving space um and we want to be at the forefront of it uh, of it with open ai with the rest of the companies that are at the forefront of it that's fair um uh, i've seen so many memes right now where it's just like anybody slaps ai on anything and it's like vcs are like Ooh. but yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> see, like that's an interesting thing that you bring up right like everyone's yeah. like oh so are you just like a rapper built on top of animals like bro 
like half of your shit like functions on AWS or like Google Cloud. Like everyone's building stuff on top of stuff. That's software. Welcome to the world, right? So it's just like, um, I think that like, you know, a lot of people are like underestimating the ability of like startups and unicorns to be formed in the right market for the right customer. Um, and like, that's kind of like where a lot of people just miss out. And like a lot of like VCs have just caught on to this thing on like, oh, is it just like a, rapper on the or like you know someone else in tech just like you know it's just like saying you know those like know-it-all people that read like one article about something and then like try to say something about it that's exactly yeah. what most people in like ai are today outside of those people that have been well researched in the space for a long time um we're still you know getting there in that context but what we do understand is customers as opposed to like uh, saying that we're ai experts so uh, we like to think that we're experts in the context of the clientele that we serve so, um, yeah, that's like who we're building for and, uh, yeah, like what my thoughts are about that particular topic. Sorry, I saw a tweet about it. I was enraged and I wasn't going to tweet, but I was going to say something. Now that, you know, we've gone into like the AI space, obviously, like, will you be looking into like expanding the team to like hire more people who are like well was in the AI space? Yeah, we're potentially looking to expanding the tech team. So get another developer on so we can, um, take into account like all the customer feedback we're getting and build the product much faster. Amazing. That sounds great. Um, but yeah, like I'm so glad that I got like three of y'all on call finally. Only took, I think, one and a half years. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for taking Excuse out the time. We, huh? we speak all the time. We we I always know, come on. What's that about? What is this attack on? Or like on, we, on, we on, talk on, every day. Podcast, talk on a podcast. On a podcast. On a podcast. Okay. Sorry. But like, yeah. Before we end, I'm just gonna put all of y'all on the spot and ask you one really stupid question, and you have to answer it. Okay. <laughs> if Kendall was on Tinder, what would be? Their bio. Bowen. Go for it. Can take care of all your sales, finance, marketing. <laughs> horrible in the bio. In one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just how it's going to be. I think I would keep this in the bio. Mysterious. Go ahead. Text me and you'll find out. Oh, sleeping. Oh, 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 find out. Get the bio part. I yeah, this is the difference between a guy making a tinge profile and a girl with you. No problem. You're on this journey. That's impossible. Oh, then, well, right. Cool, then. Oh. Thank you so much for hungering on call. And um, we will see you. I mean, we will see each other soon. All right. <laughs>